I'm Julie. Welcome to Mom Made Plans Podcast. By the end of our conversation today, you are going to walk away with the ability to have more intentional routines and smoother transitions through your day. So all those tricky times of getting up and getting the kids ready for school and switching into work mode and dinner time and bedtime, all those transitions of your day, you're going to be able to use this tool to improve that and actually enjoy and have everything in your day run smoother. Thanks to our guest, Danielle McHugh, who has a podcast plan goal plan, which is so appropriate and helpful, but she has this amazing concept of rituals that are really going to be a game changer for the transitions in your day and your routines. So I can't wait for you guys to hear this. Um, it's definitely one you're going to want to take notes or listen to twice and just really kind of have fun with coming up with your own rituals. So before we dig into that, as always, don't forget, we're all about making mom life easier on this podcast. We talk about simple ways to make your days more productive. It's an empowering journey of self-awareness and intentional living, but always staying humble by remembering God is in control. All right, now let's start our chat with Danielle and get into these rituals. All right, welcome everyone to our conversation today. I have a wonderful guest um, that we are very like-minded and she brings some new perspective though to the idea of routines and productivity and I'm just really anxious to get into this conversation and let her share some wisdom for all of us in being more intentional and so before we dive into it let's go ahead and have you introduce yourself and tell us a little about you. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. I'm a fan, so this is this is exciting. So my name is Danielle McGue, and I am a mom. I am a business owner, and I'm also a professor. So I teach communication and media at the University of Northern Iowa, though none of my opinions are related to the university in this podcast. So, um, But yeah, so I juggle a lot of different things, but I really geek out about goals and planning And I really want to help hardworking women and high achieving mamas, you know, do meaningful work and make memories with their kids through planning and goal setting. Yes. Love it. So I just want to go into first kind of just a little 101 level here of when we're talking, it's all these words we throw around all the time of habits and routines and systems and all the, all the things we describe, but to really just pause for a second and define like, okay, what, what really is a habit? What really justifies it as being a routine? Like just to kind of set the record straight before we jump into it of like, okay, what are all these things that we're always just talking about? We need, do you want to just give us a little one-on-one professor style of um, <laughs> what, what we're talking about? <laughs> you bet. I'll try to make it more entertaining than a class though. So, <laughs> all right. So a habit really simple is an action that over time becomes unconscious. So when I was a kid, I bit my fingernails and that was a bad habit. And I would oftentimes do this while I was reading and I wouldn't even know. 
And then my mom got me that nail polish that tastes really icky. And the reason that that nail polish works so well is that it brings us back to consciousness. It makes you aware of the thing that you're doing so that you can intervene and you can move a bad habit into a good habit, right? So habits are actions that over time become unconscious. And a routine is just a series of habits that over time um, also become unconscious. So you put them together, you stack them. So a stack of habits. So for example, you might go for a jog every day. Well, that's just a habit. But if you have a jogging routine, it might be that you come home, you kick off your shoes, you go upstairs, you change into your workout clothes, you go outside, you do a few stretches, pop in your earbuds, listen to mom made plan podcast and take off jogging, right? So in that case, right, you're going to have a series of habits that have become unconscious. You always do it in that order. Mm. And that's a routine. So habits and routines are oftentimes things that over time you do become automatic. You aren't thinking about them. They become a little bit effortless. Yeah. Which is a lot of times a desirable outcome that we do want to figure these out. So we're not using all of our brain power. And I feel like these are like neutral things. They can be bad or good, depending on on what it is in your situation. This idea of habits and stacks of habits for routines in our desire to save our brain power and all of that is usually very helpful. But there are times where we do need to, and I've talked about this before, it's kind of a dangerous line when you just do everything out of habit and you never kind of do that self-check again to be like, wait, is this still what I need to do? Is this still working really? Or am I just functioning like a robot? And (laughs) there are times that that's great, but we need that check-in. And so you have an interesting twist on routines and, and habits just kind of looking a little different in this term of a ritual. So I would love for you to describe what is a ritual and like some examples, just fill us in on this kind of perspective that is very cool. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So I think about a ritual as a routine with soul, right? So it is a little bit different than a routine in two different ways. A ritual is one, something that you want to do mindfully. You want it to bring you into presence, into mindfulness, into intentionality. And two, it should transition you from one state to another. So unlike a routine where you do want to just kind of shut it off, you want it to be automatic. A ritual is actually going to be something that brings you into your body, into your senses so that you are present and that you are aware of what you're doing. Um, So we might think about a wedding as a ritual. So we do have these big rituals in life, right, that are peak moment rituals. And those you remember, like, I hope, I hope you remember your wedding day, right? Prom, right? These rituals that do transition us from being single to being married or from, you know, being a young adult to an adult or a teenager to adulthood, right? We have these different cultural rituals that transition us from one state to another. And, you know, our daily rituals are a little different. I don't think you're going to probably remember all of your daily rituals. They aren't going to be peak moment ones, but they are sort of like routines that bring you into presence. Hmm. So unlike doing the dishes, I don't, I don't want to think about doing the dishes. 
you you could maybe you want to make that a really mindful activity but if i just want to do the dishes and not think about it i want it to be automatic i don't want it to be something i use brain power for but um there are some things like my morning routines that i actually would like to be a little bit more present for Mm -hmm. and so in that case you can create a ritual yeah and i love the um the idea of it being transitions, like that's, that's kind of how we're thinking about what these rituals are. It's something that often relates to the, that transition in your day. So just picking up on those and what's going to help carry you over. You guys can hop over to Danielle's podcast. She has a great episode on this. And I, I just want to go over some of those examples. Cause I think they were really helpful in understanding. I love that you <laughs> like some of us are not morning people. I'm, I'm trying, <laughs> I'm getting better, but like just knowing that self-awareness to know certain things about yourself. And like, if you wake up and you tend to be a little more cranky and you're waking up at the last second and things are rushed to be intentional about like, okay, maybe this is a great time for a ritual to go from, to know like, okay, I'm starting my day pretty cranky and not feeling good then how do you get to the desired emotional state? Like what is a a ritual that can help you there? So like maybe you can go over, explain that a little bit or some other parts of our day that are, especially as moms, those certain hours of like kids getting home, stopping work or home tasks. Like what are some of those transitions that we can use a ritual to help us with that purpose behind it of like, okay, I know I'm doing this because I want to change my emotional state or, or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So morning is a great one because a lot of times we're transitioning from asleep to awake. Like you said, maybe we want to transition from cranky to joyful. I don't know. Um, And so one of the first steps is to locate parts of your day that you do need a transition, or it might even be places that you think your family needs a transition as a whole Um, and naming those moments and then naming what state you are in and what state you're transitioning to. So is really helpful. And then you can start building, well, how do I get there, right? You name your transition or your transformation. And then I want you to create a clear beginning and a clear ending. So what is going to kick off this ritual and what is going to make it clear that the ritual is complete? And so this doesn't have to be really huge or time consuming. It might be, I'm going to kick off my morning ritual by lumbering down the stairs, very sleepily filling up a glass of water and starting to drink it, right? So it doesn't have to be a huge or laborious task, right? Yeah, it, don't make it out to be some crazy intense thing. <laughs> yeah. No, not at all. Um, It might be something simple too, like lighting a candle or sitting down in your space and pulling up a blanket and cuddling in it. Um, but just something that you do every single time that marks that beginning and then something to to end it that says, hey, I've completed the ritual and it's time to move on to the next thing in my day. So a shutdown part of your ritual. And then the other thing that I recommend, so you've named what your transition is going to be and you have a clear beginning and a clear ending. And then the other thing is, is to make sure that you evoke your senses, right? So because you don't want this to slip into unconsciousness. You don't want this to go on autopilot. One way that we can counter that is by making sure our senses are evoked. 
And you might think about what is the state that you're transitioning to and what are some senses that you could evoke that would make sense for you. So if you're really cranky, right, (laughs) and you want something that will make you more joyful, maybe that is, you know, eating something that really makes you happy. Or maybe it is spritzing a room with a smell that really gives you energy and is delightful, maybe a nice citrus or something, right? But doing something that evokes your senses that says, hey, I'm present, I'm here, it wakes up your body, it asks you to pay attention, and it will hopefully be some sort of sensory experience that you like and moves you closer to the state that you were going for. Yeah, that, and I think it almost is creating that intentional pause, like it's helping facilitate that transition by identifying like a starter thing of what is that one thing to tune in. And I think this could be really helpful too, because in all of us high achieving, wanting to be productive, get all the things done, it's it can very quickly turn to just like checking boxes. And I know one thing of um, spending uh, quiet time, like time in the word, that can be something that can easily be just checking another box in the morning and to understand maybe it's crazy with the kids of it would be really helpful to not go from like chaotic mental state just directly into being like, okay, I need to check this box of Bible study. And you're carrying that energy and mindset with you into it. So even that idea of, okay, I'm lighting this candle or I'm playing one song or whatever, just to help transition and bring you into that. Let me take a breath and remember why I'm doing this next task, like how I want to be. And so I feel like this is so helpful for something like that, where you really need to make sure you're shifting your mindset and being fully present or going from, I know I can get really stuck in work mode. Um, and then kids get home. What can you do to like end? That's why I like the idea. Cause I feel like that, that beginning is easy to be like, okay, but I think it's really cool that you point out the ending too, to help facilitate the next change of like, okay, how do I end this one feeling? How do I end my work brain and transition to being fully present and welcoming my kids home. And so this is, I just really, I really love the concept and just think it's really important. It's not some big complicated system. It's just an intentional choice of these like beginning ending type things. Absolutely. And I, I love the example of, you know, doing your faith practice, doing your spiritual practice. You know, it's hard to feel the spirit if you aren't present. Right. And so I do think that having those rituals, you know, set up so that it does invite that presence is going to help you listen better. And I think that that's so important so that you can listen and you can feel the Holy Spirit. And then I also think that, you know, for me, a really important ritual is my end of the workday ritual that helps me shut down my work so that I can really feel like, all right, I have done the things I need to do and I'm putting it away and now I'm shifting and I'm going to be in mom mode and I get to be present and I get to be there for my kids. And that's really, really helpful for me. But I also think that you can use these sorts of things to help your kids during transitions. I've really been thinking, you know, every year that we're transitioning between seasons. So like when school ends and we shift into summer mode and then when summer mode ends and we're shifting back to school mode, I've been thinking about how can we set up some rituals 
to help our kids go through those transitions because those are hard ones for them. And so I think not just setting a routine, but also setting some rituals in place that invite them to be present as part of the family too is going to be helpful. And I haven't figured out exactly what those are going to be this next year, but I have been, you know, thinking on that because I want to, I want to be able to get there. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good thought of, yeah, these are all different scales from the tiny daily stuff to the slightly bigger last weekend of summer, maybe is like the moving night or you make a big deal out of something to mark the ending and help them kind of be like, okay, that was the end of summer. And now we're moving into our bedtime routines that are earlier and something like some way to celebrate and have that like key tradition, like ritual to transfer. That's a really great, great thought. You guys need to write, (laughs) write these things down (laughs) and brainstorm of daily ritual ideas and more of the seasonal rituals that can really, we could talk all day about all the different literal seasons and how to transition. So this is so fun. This is just a a little workshop of ritual everything, but don't go overboard. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not about needing to create so many. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, I mean, I think you can just, you know, try it once and you make it delightful and something else that's really important to me, you know, I'll kind of go back to the morning routines is to create some or morning rituals is to create some flexibility within the ritual. So Mm. I like to have maybe a stack of five things that I might do, right? So I always am going to start it the same way and I'm always going to end it the same way. But the things that go in the middle might adjust based on what I need that day and how much time I have, right? So there might always be something that I do that helps my personal development or my spiritual development. And then there might always be something that I do that sets me up for the day, right? I'm going to name my daily top three or something like that. Mm -hmm. But what those actual things are might shift a little bit. So one day it might be, I just really need to journal, or I really need to engage in some scripture study or a devotional or something like that. But each day I can shift that to the thing that I feel kind of called to that day. And so the goal is just to do a few of those things and always hit the beginning and the ending, but it allows you to have some space to play in between without it getting so rigid. And I think that avoiding that rigidity also helps keep you present because I do think that if you, the, the trick is, is even with evoking the senses, when you're doing it over and over and over again, it can fall into this habitual automated thing and it can become like unconscious again. And like you said earlier, sometimes you have to check in and go like, why am I doing this? Do I still need this? Is this working? And you haven't even reflected on that. And so I do think that one of the things that the flexibility not only like light lightens up on the pressure that you're putting on yourself, but it also, I think really helps to keep presence part of it. Yeah. And I love that because I think it's so easy to, we take in all of these ideas all the time and how to make it better. And we kind of try and craft this like perfect day and we get stuck in like, okay, this is what it has to look like every day. And so I definitely love that you bring in the flexibility because we, we do have to be flexible and that we aren't robots and things do change. And I had a 
clear, like I like to say, just facilitate the core goal. And so that your ritual could change. It's like the main point of your ritual, but it can change a little bit. And so example, it's funny that um, you're talking about this because this morning, normally my kids get on the bus and then I have like breakfast and my Bible study and I'm doing the Bible recap, shout out to the Bible recap, reading it in a year. And it's been really, really good and powerful and listening to their podcasts. And so that's what I've been doing and just kind of, that's what I'm doing, but I have to be careful. It's not a checkbox. And today I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't right now. So this is going to be for you guys listening, very current to right now. There's this revival happening in um, Asbury, Kentucky. I think, I don't know if you've heard about it, but this um, massive like revival on campus and it's been going on for a while. And so I was like, oh, let me look into that. And I'd seen there was um, like preacher who had did the little sermon that led up to this revival. And so I was just really feeling, I had this moment of being torn of like, I'm really feeling like I just need a little more connection on that level. I want to listen to the sermon versus the Bible study. And so I had this moment of like, I had to do that check-in. Like I could just do my checkbox of like, this is what I do. Or I take a moment to be present and be like, you know what, this is still considered time with God and still learning and worshiping in that way. And it's just going to look a little different today. And I'm okay with that. I will make up my time, but like being sensitive to what you need in that moment. And this is related to faith, but whatever the category of your thing is just being open to, you know what, today, I really need this and it's okay. Like not to feel guilty that you're switching it up. So I like the idea of even having options in your ritual of like, you don't do the whole thing or part of it or yeah. Yeah. And that you, I love that. Like you facilitate the core, right. And that, you know, I think it gives you space and it gives you permission to recognize that, yeah, there is something at the core of this where you're trying to grow to. And that as long as you are moving towards that growth, we can get so fixated on the goal, right. To do the study or whatever that I think that sometimes we forget that there was this really powerful reason behind that and that it's okay to shift and that that is a success, right? That like, that's not us failing, that that is a success because we have honored the ultimate intention that was guiding that. And so I think that that's really important to remember. Yeah. Just going back to that. So even like that, that morning ritual that we've been referencing, like that can look different on different days, but remembering, okay, the whole goal right here is to be more joyful or even tolerable (laughs) where we're at. No judgment here (laughs) of the morning. So that may look different one day, whatever brought you to a joyful state yesterday might not be what brings you to a joyful state today. So just adjusting, having some go-to ritual ideas. So yeah, I encourage you guys to brainstorm, um, even ideas and to always be checking in with yourself to remember the core intention of what the purpose of this ritual is to do and be flexible and change it up. So yeah, as we kind of wrap up here with this idea, we all have homework to do of just fun homework of thinking about rituals and what's going to help us in our transitions. Is there anything else that we didn't talk about you wanted to share or definitely let us know um, more about your podcast, how we can follow you and what you've got going on and support you. Absolutely. So if you want to learn a little bit more 
about rituals, if you want to learn a little bit more about planning and goal setting and how you can do that playfully and lightly, check out my podcast, Plan Goal Plan, um, Plan and Set Goals with Purpose for Working Moms. And I would I would love to connect with y'all. Also, um, I guess my biggest thing is that, you know, setting goals and planning and doing things like rituals really shouldn't be stressful. They should be things that should be expansive and, you know, generate joy in your life. So I hope that you can think about ritual as not another thing that you need to do that you're going to put pressure on yourself around, but that it is actually something that can be delightful and fun and can create connection to yourself, connection to your family and, you know, connection to God. Right. And so I think that that's really, really important. Yes. I love that reminder just to close us out on of, we're not here to add more to do's to your list and make things feel harder and more complicated. These are all just ways to make it feel lighter, make it feel easier and intentional and to enjoy motherhood and to enjoy your days and everything that you're involved in and have it be more joyful and intentional. So yeah, I just pray this blesses you guys and you just feel invigorated to find ways to be happier with your day and how you transition and make it feel good. So thank you so much for coming on today and joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you for hanging out with me today. If anything was helpful or gave you new ideas or encouraging, would you bless one of your friends and share it with them? We're all in this together to make mom life easier. So please share. And my favorite thing is to hear from you. So please send me a message on Instagram or send me an email with any questions or comments or what you would love to hear more of on the podcast. And it would make my day. So reach out. And in the meantime, let's go check some boxes.